You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPEL965.com. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Stuart Varley, and this is the Fox Business Report. The Dow aiming to start the day in the green. Meanwhile, bond yields decline as traders look ahead to tomorrow's inflation report for June and the kickoff of earnings season later this week. Microsoft confirms it's cutting more jobs on top of the 10,000 announced in January. Amazon Prime Day brought in $12 billion in sales last year, according to Adobe. Some researchers believe shoppers are spending less on summer sales this year than last. $250, according to what shoppers tell Retail Me Not, down from the $388 they projected they'd spend in 2022. And it's not just Prime Day, it's also National Slurpee Day, meaning 7-Elevens around the country are giving out free small Slurpees from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. local time. And that's your Fox Business Report. I'm Lillian Wu, invested in you. If you're hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Now try ZipRecruiter free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E. The Wainid will include strengthening NATO's eastern flank and modernizing deterrence and defense capabilities. Well, this Fox's Jared Halbert, Ukraine's president. Volodymyr Zelensky just arrived at the summit and does not want to wait to join NATO. And in a social media message, he argues it would be absurd if a time frame wasn't laid out for that to happen. He says uncertainty about Ukraine's future in NATO is a weakness and an invitation for Russia to continue in President Zelensky's words it's terror. Fox's Jonathan Savage, former President Trump, wants a delay in the classified documents case that had him pleading not guilty to 37 charges last month. He's the Republican frontrunner in the 2024 race and wants the trial pushed back after next year's election. Republicans keep demanding answers about alleged interference in the Hunter Biden tax investigation that led to just misdemeanor charges and a plea deal. For the third time, U.S. Attorney David Weiss has denied requesting special counsel status in the Hunter Biden investigation. Investigation. This contradicts statements made by IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley, who testified before Congress in April that Weiss put in the request after he wasn't able to convince prosecutors in Washington, D.C. and California to bring charges against President Biden's son. Fox's Ryan Schmel, some roads and streets are now ponds and rivers in Vermont. Not gonna lie, this is pretty scary. Dozens of people have needed to be rescued from the flooding that has capital Montpelier underwater, and it's feared to get worse. A dam is at risk of being breached after Sunday's flood in New York, where a woman was swept away and killed in Orange County. America's listening to Fox News. Democrats just want to win the next election, and they're trying to do it with ceaseless money printing. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon. It is critical to protect your retirement right now with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, get a free info kit on gold IRAs by texting the word SHELTER to 989898. There's nothing to buy and no obligation at all. Text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. Paid for by Birch Gold Group. 
I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go, shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored. News Talk 96.5 KPL, Bro Bridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios. Online at Matthew-James.com. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Graffon Show. Great to have you with us as we rock and roll. 844-766-6607 is the number. If you'd like to be part of the program, it is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Great to be back. Terrific Tuesday is rocking and rolling. Uh, got a great lineup. Uh, Jill Hines will join us. She wrote a great piece in the Hayride about all this stuff uh, dealing with Bell Edwards and him uh, going after our children. And she got an article, Legacy of Violence Against Louisiana's Children. I thought it was well worthwhile to put on here. And I'm looking forward to visiting with her for a couple segments. John Schroeder, who's the state treasurer running for governor, will join us coming out at 10 o'clock. And y'all know it's hot out there. <laughs> oh, it's so hot. Climate's all returns. So just, and by the way, I just the talking. I pulled up, I could have pulled up Baton Rouge anyway. It's all about the same thing. So, Brandon. I pulled up. I'm watch. First of all, I'm watching KTC, and now I know I'm right about TV stations and all these news organizations being paid to push all this climate stuff. All the stories I had yesterday was all the leading stories in the national news and the state news and uh, local radio stations. It's all weather, just weather, 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 weather. And I'm said, and Brandon, just you know, you know, I like this KTC group. I know, I know pretty much three or four of them there. And I watch their news, and I, I respect them. And I love them to death. I really do. But they're being paid to say what they say. It's no doubt in my mind now. And, I, and it's, it's amazing. So I, what I did was, you can do this at home. Try it in Baton Rouge. Try it in Hammond. Try it in uh, Delhi, Louisiana, Lake Charles, Alexandria, wherever. Okay? Shreveport, Bolger Heart. Just pull up hottest days in history and put your area in. Like, I put... Monroe, because I lived there for a while. Actually, I lived in the Baton Rouge area a while, and I lived in the Mount of Plaquemin, and I lived in, I live in the Lafayette area. So, Brandon, all I did was I thought, if it's, it's hot in record heat, record heat, record heat, record heat, 
I said, well, if his record heat, it ought to be. The, all the records ought to be set today and yesterday and tomorrow and the next day and, and, and the week before. And then I start pulling up. So let me just give you one. This is uh, I pull up in Monroe Brain. Remember I told you the hottest year they ever had was in 1980? And you put it up and said, Lord, they had like 3,100-degree days. Uh-huh. That's still a record, friend. Yeah. That was in 1980 mm-hmm. or 81, I forget. I just pull it up, okay? Let's see what we got here. Okay, hottest day on record in Monroe, top 20. July 26, 1918 is the hottest. The next day, August 1935. Now, folks, that wasn't yesterday or the day before. Uh, July 29, 1930. The next hottest day was August 3rd, 1918. Oh, we finally got a 2011. August 3rd, 2000, September 1st, August 30th, and August 31st of the next. That's all 2000, okay? But then it goes June 20th of 36. Remember the climate czar said if you can grab the hottest time in Louisiana ever was in the 30s. Here's another one. August 8th, 1935. July 12th, 1930. If you look at this, there's more days in the early 1900s than they're anywhere near... Uh, 2000. Same thing with Lafayette. So I took Lafayette. Hottest days. Just give you a few. June 27th, 1930. August 30th, 2000. Now, for you people in Balkanville, that was 23 years ago. July 1st, 1894. September 3rd, August 31st, 2000. August 8th, 1962. August 21st, 1925, August 24th, 1924, July 21st, 1924, June 1st, 1902, July 12th, 1901, June 17th, 1901, July 31st, 1899, June 22nd, 1897. You get my drift? And they tell them this because there's a difference. Back then, they just reported the weather. And what they do now is... They get paid to report about global warming. Oh, it's hot. We ain't going to make it. We ain't going to make it. I'm convinced they pay. These people that are on this station here, I think, are good people. They're being told this. And I remember I told you all a little story. Colin Cowherd, Brandon, ESPN at the time. I think he's with Fox maybe now. Sports guy. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to remember where he's at. I mean, Is I'm not with sure. Fox? I think. I think he's right. I don't, fo- I don't follow those guys. I could have called Matt Moscone. Matt Moscone could have laid in on me about that. But anyway, so uh, he, he when Tim Tebow hype, all the Tim Tebow said, I was a Tim Tebow fan, so I didn't mind it, but then I got to where I couldn't stand it either. I always thought it was odd that, boy, Brandon, after Sunday, it was Tim Tebow week. Tim Tebow every week, every week, every day, every day, every day. That's all they talked about. I couldn't even watch TV anymore. And then Kyle Hurd spilled the beans. He said, somebody asked him, said, people are asking me, why y'all keep talking about Tim Tebow when there's so many other stories out there? <clears throat> and he told them straight up, and media is media. Sports media is no different than the regular media. And he flat out told them, he said, because I'm told that we have to spend X amount of time on Tim Tebow. And he was told that from people who ran the show. Now, he ended up leaving ESPN, which is a smart move on his part. But he was told, you will, and they're telling you they're being told, you will push weather. 
national, everything. And guess when they start pushing it the most? In July. Why is that? I'll tell you why it is. Because it's always when it starts to be the hottest month of the year. July, August, September, to me, is the hottest month of the year, at least where we live. They've been told to do this. They've been paid. Matter of fact, being a nice guy, folks, I did a little ripping, and I'll share it with you. Okay? Uh, so let's see. I emailed, text John Georges. He is the owner of the Devil's Advocate. Here's what I wrote to him. I want to see how honest you are. <laughs> oh, no, my God. By the way, he's welcome to come back on. I need to invite him back on. How much does your paper get or the writers to push the global warming lies they print? How much money? It must be millions. The biggest lie ever put out on a U.S. and Louisiana, USA and Louisiana. He goes, from who? Are you paranoid? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm not paranoid at all. We have advertisers and subscribers who made you an expert. That's what he told me. And he said, you have special expertise? And this is what I wrote there. This, that was from John George a while ago. This is what I wrote back. I'm asking. No way y'all push a lie like that. God gave us the planet to use. He did. Yes, I have. I told him, I said, yes, I have special expertise in spotting fraud and total ignorance. I do, Brandon. I consider myself an expert in that now. How much you got invested in the carbon capture? Putting air in the ground. It's all about the money. That does zero to help anything. Anyway, just letting y'all know, folks. I'm not just saying stuff on the air. I just went straight at him. I'm sure he's on a Europe vacation or something like that, which is fine with me. All right. More of that late in the program. So, uh, today, America's top states for business, 2023, full rankings out. This goes nationally. Number one, North Carolina. Number two, Virginia. Number three, Tennessee. Number four, Georgia. Number five, Minnesota. Number six, Texas. Number seven, Washington. Nine, Utah. I mean, uh, eight got cut off. I don't know who's eight. Nine is Utah, Michigan, 10. And I kept going down the list, Brandon. 11, 12, 15, 18. 20, 25, 30, 35. I'm getting that, Brandon. Hold up. I'm getting Louisiana. Just give me a second. I see. 35, 36, 38, 40. We're not there yet, folks, but we're working on getting to the list. You know, we just had a big legislative session. I mean, last eight years under Bill Edwards. By the way, Bernie Pinsonat's going to join us on Thursday. Got a lot of poll stuff out there, folks. I'll be glad to share it with you. Keep Bernie on for an hour Thursday. Don't miss Thursday morning. Anyway, it's 41, not us, 42, no, 43, 44. I mean, stage 50, right? Okay, 47, 40, <coughs> 48. Hey, we are, 49th, Brandon. Hell, I found us already. Out of 50 states, the top businesses, and it's like 10 different things they looked at from workforce, infrastructure, economy, health. You know, we got all this Medicaid going on, folks. We ought to be really high in health care. By the way, we're 48. Uh, cost of doing business, innovation, technology, business friendliness, education, uh, access to capital, cost of living. Anyway, they totaled all of them up, and we're 49th. And see, this is my big beef. It's been my beef with us. When are we going to do something to change this? You realize this is 
under the watchful eyes of one Bell Edwards, honor code. How's the honor code work to help our economy, folks? Anybody want to join in on this? Here we are again, bottom of another business ranking. And Bell Edwards didn't improve one thing, but he got a lot of money for the federal government. We expanded Medicaid. How come expanding Medicaid? We got carbon capture coming, baby. We got carbon capture. We got... I, by the way, Brian, I drove to Baton Rouge the other day and I had to go the back way. You should have saw the pretty solar farms. My acres and acres of solar farms. Oh, it was so pretty. And that's going to all change our state, right, folks? I can't wait for the windmill. Can't wait for the windmills to come. Hopefully they won't wipe out, wipe out too many red snappers. Let's take a break. <laughs> please, please let's take a break. All right, folks, a lot more to come. Don't go. Oh, by the way, you're going to laugh at me, Brandon. You know, the legislature, now we have a climate czar for the state of Louisiana. I know you didn't see this. And I want to thank the leadership of the Edwards and Zero Zizarang. I saw that yesterday. It got 88 votes in, 30, in the House and 36 in the Senate for a climate czar in the state of Louisiana. And it ain't Stephen Parr? And it ain't Stephen Parr. Oh. If it was Stephen Parr, I'd be pumped. We'll be right back. Louisiana is 48th in police pay, 35th in teacher pay, and dead last for firefighters. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The legislature had an extra $2 billion. That's billion with a B. The blue team fought the red team and then the red team fought the red team. They passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers. What kind of message are we sending? It sounds like move to Texas. We don't value you. It's embarrassing. So how can we expect our children to stay, serve and build community if we don't make our teachers, police and firefighters a priority? I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm a Christian and an independent. I'm running for governor. Let's seize a future of family, community, and prosperity. Not one of crime, poverty, and potholes. Why not? Hunter Lundy, Governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could protect all mostly retirement wealth from future tax rate increases, achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years? Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. This is Moon Griffon.
Hey, y'all, welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the number. Matthew James. That's probably our 930 by Intelli callback. Matthew James of Tax and Wealth Management Hotline is the, the, the way to go. Matthew.James. MatthewJames.com. I'm sorry, MatthewJames.com. All right, here it is, folks. We've created a climate czar. I'm not making this up. Louisiana creates a new position. Now, how many people think we need a new position in government for state of government? Louisiana creates a new position for environmental resilience policy chief, a climate czar. Louisiana Bell Edwards signed legislation to create a staff state chief resilience officer in position that will coordinate policy response to environmental hazards. Folks, do we really need, do we really need do we really need a climate zone? House Bill 526, Representative Zero Zizarang authored it. It would be housed in the office of the governor. We created another six-figure job for the state of Louisiana with Republicans, Cortez and Shakespeare sitting right there, and Zero Zizarang's one of them that did it. And was an urgent need, not just for our coastal region, but for the entire state, which feels the effects of hurricane storm land loss on a yearly basis. Zerang said in the release that he filled the bill to make state government more efficient. <laughs> Let me ask y'all a question. Somebody, when you see Zero Zing, who, by the way, has never come to explain the $2 billion deficit yet. Zero Zerang wants to be Speaker of the House. Holy cow. Zero says, what we learned while working on coastal issues that you can't can be much more effective when you're competing for funding. There it is, Brandon. We need somebody to go raise some money for the state of Louisiana because we poll. When you speak with a single voice and with authority of the government's office, the governor's office, something crucially important with the unprecedented level of federal funding for resilient projects available today. Zizarang Rangan bought into money. So what we're going to do is to have a better, efficient way of doing stuff, we're going we go we go to increase government. What kind of Republican does that? Well, guess what? They got 88 votes. Government, I want to, <laughs> he said, we're going, he said it, not me. He wanted to make state government more efficient by making more bureaucracy. So we're adding another government entity under the governor's office. Let's give our governor even more power. Go ahead, zero. Why do you think I call him zero Zizarang? He's an absolute zero. And by the way, when he comes back, I'm going to tell him that. He's an, this is ignorant. But guess what? He wasn't only ignorant. And look, look how they're going to create it. You ready? More government on top of government on top of government is going to make us efficient. That's what we need, right? And we need somebody that's going to go beg for money. We got plenty of people begging for money. In addition to the chief resilient officer, the law mandates that each department head and executive branch, the Speaker of the Louisiana House, the President of the Senate, the Chief Justice of the Louisiana Supreme Court, appoint a resilient officer to coordinate with the governor's chief resilient officer to serve as a... <laughs> so, folks, we're going to create more government to be more efficient. When have we ever heard that before? This, this is Louisiana. 
The law also creates Louisiana Resilient Task Force, which will meet quarterly to make strategic recommendations. How do you like that? We're going to, according to Z, the way you make state government more efficient is to hire more state government workers. How do you like that? Zero Z Zerang who voted for Clay Shakespeare. Here's the sad part. They got 88 votes on this in the House. And, of course, the people that voted against it are mostly part of the, uh, part of the 19. Amade Cruz, Edmondson, Hodges, Horton, McCormick, Mack, Negas, Seaball. I mean, Guyman was absent. Emerson was absent. Uh, Rick, uh, I don't know if that was the one. Well, who would vote for this? Yeah, there's the Republican. And then on the Senate side, the only one to vote against it is <laughs> Greg Tarver, his best buddy, Barrow Peacock. And then Robert Mills and Bodie White weren't there. Maybe they were playing golf. 36 votes in the Senate. Everybody basically voted for it. So we created a climate czar. How you like that? A climate czar, folks. Don't you love it? For efficient government. I'll make this stuff up, folks. We'll be right back. Insanity, doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call him today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. Oh, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks, oh, they're good. Your safety is all. Awesome. 
This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline, if you'd like to be part of the program. It's your opportunity to be a voice. Welcome back. Uh, Jill Hines joins us, Health Freedom of Louisiana. Jill, how you doing? I'm great, Moon. How are you today? I am hanging in there, Sugar, despite what the legislature and the governor is doing to the state. But in your case, love the article. Then a hayride on Thank July fifth, Edward's legacy of violence against Louisiana's children, and uh, you know it's 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 a shame. The only newspaper just about as Gannett and Advocate and Jim Beam man got a clue, and they just constantly, uh, constantly take up for him and bringing up honor code and all that stuff. But there's no honorable, there's no honor code, and if you're not going to protect children, so let's talk about what what do you said, what are you upset about, and uh, the information about what the governor's actually doing. Well, you know, we tried to draw some attention to the fact that the governor has a history of experimenting on children. He has no problem with that. The last three years have proven that the man has um, depraved when it comes to the topic of children and what is uh, medically and ethically correct and advantageous for them and whose job it is to um, ensure that uh, children are you know, the decisions, the medical decisions that children um, undergo are made by their parents and not the state started, you know, two and a half, three years ago when he mandated the mask on children. Of course, that's an experimental product, a medical intervention that had no safety um, data, you know, to support its use, no efficacy data really to support its use. And of course, he mandated on children, required it of them to get to attend school, never informing parents that it was an experiment. And then, of course, he went on and mandated an experimental COVID vaccine, allowed the Department of Health to require it for school attendance and colleges and universities across the state. And then, of course, uh, this um, issue with HB 648, once again, another medical experimentation done on children mm. with his um, approval. You know, he's um, acted to disrupt the legislature, um, holding um, line item vetoes above legislators' heads so that they would act in his accord. Um, and, and then, of course, this article that comes out yesterday that talks about his honor Ooh. and his oath as a West Point Oh my gosh, what a despicable pandering to this man's ego. Um, By the <laughs> way, Jill, it, if it, you missed it, I talked about that exclusively yesterday that, you know, I was a yeah. caterer and I was known as a caterer. I don't cater anymore. and catered in uh, almost 30 years. Nobody knows me as yeah. a caterer. Well, because you were in the military and you was at West Point and an article <laughs> that had nothing to do with who you are now as a politician right. and a horrible leftist politician. He is as woke. He's as woke as anybody, AOC, uh, it doesn't matter who you name, he's as woke, but honor code, and that's the, that's the, the devil's advocate uh, trying to find yeah. angles. Clancy the Boast did it again, too, today. 
same type deal, talking about honorable, yep. honorable thing to do to mutilate children. I don't, I don't understand how that's yes. honorable. It, it, it's not. It's anything but honorable. It's despicable. And I even commented on his Twitter. I was like, is, is someone from your department writing this? There's no way that any logical thinking adult can look at his history and say that this man has acted with any ounce of honor, especially over the last three years, what he's done to children, what he's done to businesses across the state, what he's done to our economy, anything but honorable. There's no oath taken here. None of it. It's just despicable. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we just, before you got on, I read the CNBC, America's Top Business uh, rankings. Uh, we, I, I, I started at one and worked my way down. It took a while to get to 49th. And that's, that's exactly what's going on, Jill. And it's, it's unfortunate because they're not getting the truth. I mean, I put out as much as I can and, and y'all are and a lot of other people are doing it, but the mainstream right. media just moves on and like, it's no big deal. This is a big, this, what he vetoed, this is no anti anything. These bills are pro-children, pro-family bills. I mean, they really are. But the media spins it and twists it as anti-people, and it's not anti at all. It's not at all. And, you know, it was the point that was made throughout the legislative um, process when this bill was presented and everyone of these, um, whenever Rep. Ferment had an opportunity to present the legislation, he made it known that the the, the research that was relied upon by um, Louisiana Department of Health, the bill that he actually, you know, his resolution last year that called for a study, Louisiana Department of Health fulfilled that study, but they did it with such a narrow scope. And the individual that did it actually you know, um, does these types of procedures on children. She provides, I'm using my air quotes here, gender-affirming care on minors. And she presented a report that looked at only Medicaid um, information in the state. That's such a narrow scope of information. It doesn't take into consideration, you know, private um, insurance or even, you know, a lot of these surgeries um, is not covered by insurance. So people will go out and do a Go fund me. So there's no way that the information that was presented and that was relied upon by, you know, Senator Fred Mills and Senator Jay Luneau, and then what the the governor used in his veto letter, none of that is accurate information. It relied on such a narrow scope and it had such a biased author that presented the information. There's no way that it's accurate, but he relies on it throughout his veto letter, which again is extremely egregious. And I don't know if you happen to notice in the article that I wrote where he actually agrees with us that if a doctor is performing these type of surgeries, that they are an egregious example of breach of standard of care and medical practice. But then he goes on to say that he has faith and trust in our Louisiana physicians that they're not performing any unnecessary surgical procedures on children. What a lunatic. He's going to base this on faith and trust in a medical industry. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to you know, blanket this industry because there are some really honorable people within it. 
But this is the same industry that forced, you know, masking on children, never wrote a a medical exemption for one child in this state. Then they pandered to the vaccine industry and and advocated for that for an experimental vaccine without any hesitancy, especially in the, you know, the OBGYN community. They they were recommending this. That's the same community that he's going to trust and have faith in that they're not going to be performing these types of surgeries. And then I just happened to. By the way, he doesn't. He doesn't know that he doesn't know that at all he doesn't have a clue about that but yet he acts like he's some kind of expert and authority on this and he was not an expert and authority he listened to very few doctors very few doctors and he listened to the doctors that said how much money you want he said well whatever y'all say we'll do he did it wasn't just him all over the country people did that Exactly, exactly. Very biased uh, uh, medical professionals that he's seeking. He's seeking out, of course, the Louisiana Department of Health is just right with these individuals, too. They're so um, heavily invested in equity and medical care. It's unreal. But what I found, too, is Medicare Medicaid guidance that actually states that adolescents in the state, individuals, um, girls under the age of 18, I don't want to pander to any of this um, community that, you know, neutralizes um, gender or biological sex, but girls under the age of 18 who have been on testosterone treatment for at least a year are eligible for what's called chest surgery or double mastectomies to have their breasts removed with guardian consent. And I don't know if you happen to hear, uh, you know, parents' testimony saying that, you know, these doctors will tell you that if you don't go along with their guidelines, removing their breast, that their children are likely to die. So the option, you know, it goes back to that one crazy woman, Dr. Death, that <laughs> we call her Dr. Death anyway, who said your only options were to get vaccinated or die. These are the same doctors saying yeah. that your children are going to die if you don't mutilate their bodies. Yeah. How insane is this? What have we done to the medical community? Yeah. Yeah, but let me take a break. Jill Hahn, my special guest, Health Freedom Louisiana. It's, it's, it's so sad to see. Yeah, I've called out. A lot of people in the health community, too. It started under Obamacare, Jill. Every yeah. physician had to run out of hospitals and take your six or seven figures and shut up and do what we say. That's what happened during right. COVID. It's not in, they didn't mean anything by it, but some of them had to buy into it. We'll take a break. We'll be back. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. I want to welcome a new sponsor to the Moon Graffon Show, the Nicole Spellman Group. They're the number one real estate group that serves the whole state of Louisiana. I know Nicole. She's good people. And her team sell hundreds of homes a year. Charles is a big fan of Nicole with the Nicole Spellman Group. She performed double duty for him by selling his Prairie View home while he was also looking for a new one. Within four days of listing the property, she had already delivered a full price offer. Nicole also helped Charles find his perfect forever home, and ever since, he's been referring her to everyone he knows. Trust me, you can trust the Nicole Spellman Group. Get in touch with them at NicoleSpellmanGroup.com. That's NicoleSpellmanGroup.com. Call Nicole Spellman Group. Write it down, 225-629-1900. 225-629-1900. Let them find your dream home anywhere in Louisiana. We all use technology to make our lives simpler, but you may be losing a human touch with your customers. If your business telephone system is antiquated, or you're near the end of a contract with your internet and phone service provider, it's time to contact Line One about their hosted phone service. 
They can set up with the technology tools to create a more personal relationship with your customers utilizing their state-of-the-art cloud-based telephone system. Line One has user-friendly phones, web meetings, video conferencing, and can integrate your smartphones with your office phone system. Imagine your smartphone integrated with your business phone system. With the Line One app, your office will have the ability to transfer calls directly to your smartphone. And when you make a call from the app, it will display the call ID of your business, not your cell number. Your Line One system will be intimately configured for your business needs. Check us out at Line.One. Line.One. It's time to talk to the professionals. Learn more about the technology with a human touch. Go to Line.One and tell them Moon sent you. Hello, Katie Credit. Welcome back, Moon Grappon Show. Great to have you with us. Always a pleasure, folks. Always great to be here. Love it. Almost 30 years in this business and uh, enjoy it every day. Always when it, when it gets not to be fun anymore, now I'll move on. But uh, still have a lot of fun doing this, meet a lot of people. It's been a great, great business. I'm humbled to have the great radio stations, the advertisers, and of course, you to listen. I am. I'm humbled. It's really great. You know, today is my 7,777. That's a lucky number, right? <laughs> That's a whole lot of sevens, man. Jeez. That's a whole lot of sevens. That, uh, Jill, that... Jill's just lucky. What are uh-huh. the lucky ones? <laughs> well, that's combating all the sixes you have in your hotline number. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Uh, but, yeah, Jill, you were really lucky today to be on my program. 7,777. I, like I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. All right, Jill Hines, of course, uh, Health Freedom, Louisiana. You know, Jill, I, it's been so disheartening. Uh, and the disheartening for me started when this governor was backed in. He backed in because of Jay Darden and Scott Angelo and these people that ran over the Republican Party and just basically mm-hmm. let a guy back in nobody knew nothing about. He proved to me, and I watched him from day one, to be the real leftist that he is. This guy's not a liberal. This guy's is woke. And if you look at the issues that he's against and standing against, and the media is with him, so we already know that, mm-hmm. He is as woke as anybody, and I don't care what he says about pro-life. He only did that to make sure he got elected. I mean, everything else has been totally on the left, not just a little bit left. Now he's bought into the Green New Deal, subject you're not here to talk about. But, man, when you look at him wanting children to be mutilated, and then a a year or two ago he wanted children to be able to, boys to dress in girls' bathrooms and play girls' sports. I mean, right. that, that's that's what that's what he's standing up for. Yes, he's um, he's incredibly demented. I mean, I, the the mindset of these individuals. I mean, it's so hard to grasp how they can see this. Of course, you know, throughout his the article and his um, his veto letter, he, he he considers himself kind in doing what he's doing. Yeah. And there was an interesting poll that came out not too long ago about Democrats and how they see themselves as being kind you know, with all of their actions. They're kind because they're trying to save the earth. You know, they're kind because they're not um, pointing out the the lies and the falsehoods with these children with um, these serious mental health issues um, are are going through. Instead, they're willing to be kind and, and, you know, remove their breasts. 
or you know chemically castrate them. There's no kindness in this. Can you imagine uh, that, though, Jill? Imagine this: when we think, when I think of, and, and I'm gonna throw this at you, when I think of chemical mm-hmm. castration, you know what I really think about? Yeah. Evil. What's that? Evil, evil, evil in wars. And I think yeah. about it when prisoners. They've had some times yeah. where they did something like that. Everything associated with castration, and I've, yeah. I'm 62 years old, has always been evil, evil, evil. We got a governor right. saying this is good, good, good. Think about castration of a young child. And I'm not even talking about right. a man. I'm talking about a young child. He thinks this right. is good, and his doctors right. out there working with How in the world can somebody think castration is good? Yeah. I've never heard it used that way. I know, especially on children. I mean, I'm talking about adults. Talking about adults. Yeah, adults. This is, these are children that are, are going through. And, and nothing that I have seen indicates that these children have any kind of healthy um, body image. There's usually some kind of trauma involved in their lives. There's, um, you know, they're, they're seeing a high rate of children with autism in this community that's, um, that's seeking out this kind of affirmation. So the kindness involved in this, you know, it's it's biblical, though. I mean, it says, Scripture says that they will call, you know, evil good and, yep. and good evil. So, the, I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about spiritual forces here, and yep. I would say that um, um, it's almost demonic in the way that he's approaching this, the way that he's held money over the legislators' heads and, you know, all these funding issues and whatnot. I mean, they should have no fear about doing the right thing when it comes to this. And then again, this man is just twisting their arms. It's been, um, you know, from sitting behind the scenes and is in a supportive role of these legislators as they propose this um, this type of um, legislation. You know, we were supportive of it last year when Reformant attempted to um, to propose it. So it's just so disheartening to see the arm twisting that goes on behind the scenes, the deal making, um, and it, it's just discouraging. So I really commend Rep. for Mint for not backing down. He's done such a fabulous job in presenting this legislation and defending it. The amount of knowledge that he's gained um, and the care and the concern that he has for these children. And, you know, he has children this age. He's, he sees it. He sees what's going on in their lives and in their community, and it's just so disheartening. So I, I really commend them for standing up and taking a stand for children that are by suffering way, from this. By the way, uh, and Jill Hines, my special guest, Health Freedom Louisiana, and Jill was fighting with the vaccines and the mask and stuff too, and we appreciate your work. But uh, I had Gabe on yesterday, and I asked Gabe, I said, yeah. Gabe, in these committees, did you bring in some people? He brought in a couple people yeah. that were young kids and got mutilated yeah. and castrated or whatever, and they wanted their life yeah. back, and they couldn't get it back. And then yes. he talked about, and I'm going to try to get this lady on. This lady was, and I'm, I know Bell Edwards' people were sitting there, at Fred Mills and all them, it's like they looked yep. the other way. And, uh, yep. but, but this one lady, they, they tried to get her to, to do something with her kid, and, of course, she lost her mind with them. And, yeah. and, and so this is what's happening in the medical profession. I'll say it again. This is not all medical profession. I know a lot of really fine doctors right. that want nothing to do with this. But if they got yeah. under the they, they got under the Obama system, which was where they ran the private doctor away and brought him under the hospital, you do what mm-hmm. that hospital says because you got a six or seven figure job under that hospital. Basically, you looked the other way under COVID. Nobody would come. Some came out. Some lost their jobs. Some nurses did too. But if you came right. out against the 
the, the, the natural flow of the information they want you to know, once again, this is an Obama thing, we only right. need a couple of news. We only need a couple of places to get all our information, and that's what Biden tried to do with the client. With the uh, what was it? The, right. uh, what was the czar he was trying to come up with, Brandon? It was the Minister Truth Czar. Oh yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. You know they trying. Nina Jankowicz. Yeah, this Nina is Nina Jankowicz. This is what they are. Bill Edwards is right there with them. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of the one of the medical professionals that did come and testify. Um, before one of the legislative hearings, he lost his job the very next day. So, wow. yeah, the the ramifications um, are real, and the the bravery of the and the courage of these individuals, that especially those within the medical community, that took the opportunity to speak up and to help to educate. I mean, I can't commend them enough. Their livelihood is literally on the line because the community, this. Um, this demented community extends. It's not just the, you know, the governor. It extends to these um, these uh, communities, these healthcare communities, these um, systems. NOLA, the Children's Hospital down there. I mean, it's I, I wouldn't take my kid there <laughs> if my life depended on it. It's just that insane. And there was one mother um, that did come and testify. She spoke, and her daughter, um, when she, the very first visit. They separated her from her daughter, which I would never do. Do no not way. separate yourself. Never let yourself be taken to a separate room from your children. And they offered the girl um, hormones on her very first visit. How do you assess a child and determine that she's going to need um, chemical castration? That's what we're talking about here when we're talking about hormone blockers. Um, on the very first visit, it's insane. So, yes, I, I, I urge caution with parents when they're dealing with the medical community. Um, never um, always get a second opinion. Always get a, a diverse opinion if you can. Um, but, yeah, don't trust your, your children outside of your well, By the way, I love your headlines. Edward's legacy of violence against Louisiana's children. Leg- His yeah. legacy is a horrible, horrible leg- legacy. Dealing with children and dealing with sex and dealing with the thing. This is his legacy. Yes. He can't turn it the is. economic development because we've lost jobs. We got out migrates. He can't turn the roads and bridges because we last in that. He went to, he can't turn the education because we hadn't moved. <laughs> he can't turn to anything right. except this. All right, Jill. All right, Jill. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, y'all can read the article. Go to the hayride.com, uh, hayride.com. Look under it says the Heinz Edwards Legacy of Violence Against Louisiana's Children. Right on the money, folks. Right on the price. We have the state treasurer joining us when we get back, the climate czar, all that and more in the next hour. Don't go nowhere. show that's not immune to facts the dan bongino show and here on news talk 96.5 kpel news talk 96.5 kpel brobridge lafayette a town square media station broadcasting from the matthew james financial studio not yet I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's what Ukraine is being told. As its president, Volodymyr Zelensky, shows up at a NATO summit in Lithuania where President Biden said earlier... The United States is here today to uh, reaffirm 
our commitment to NATO. Now, the president says the time is not right for Ukraine to join NATO now in the middle of a war with Russia. Fox's Jackie Heinrichs at the NATO summit. Zelensky tweeted, this means that a window of opportunity is being left to bargain Ukraine's membership in NATO in negotiations with Russia. And for Russia, this means motivation to continue its terror. At the Senate, a hearing for Air Force General Charles Brown, who's the nominee to take over as the next Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman. So I arrive before you having spent less time as a drone officer in Washington, D.C., more time with our affiliate forces, allies and partners, either in conflict or preparing for conflict. But the confirmation for Brown and the promotion of more than 200 others in the military is being blocked by Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville over a military policy allowing paid leave and travel time for military members to go to states that allow abortions. Also at the Senate, a probe into the merger of the PGA Tour with its Saudi-backed rival Live Golf. It's about how a brutal, repressive regime can buy influence, indeed, even take over a cherished American institution. Today is about sports washing. Democratic Senator Richard Blumenthal sports washing is the term 9-11 victims' families who are at the hearing use to condemn Saudi Arabia's involvement with golf. A new grand jury is being seated in Georgia that could decide if former President Trump or his allies could face criminal charges over his attempts to overturn the 2020 election. Now, the first hearing in the Trump classified documents case has been set for a week from today as the former president, who's running to get that job back, pushes to delay the criminal trial till after the 2024 election. America's listening to Fox News. If you're hiring, it can feel like you're trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. In fact, ZipRecruiter has helped a lot of business owners find their needle in a haystack. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. Because Telly Tires has grown a lot in the last few years, Marco needed to hire everyone from a receptionist to a store manager to a head mechanic. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. ZipRecruiter helps me keep my business running. Take it from Marco and millions of other businesses who've used ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter can help you find the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m., on News Talk 96.5 K. This is Moon Graffon. I've always believed there's two types of fishermen. There are people like me that love to fish. And there are people like Don Dubuque who can catch fish. And that's why you need to listen to the Outdoor Show with Don Dubuque Saturdays from 5 to 7 a.m. Here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Brought to you by Louisiana's number one Chevy dealer seven years in a row. Service Chevrolet Cadillac. Find new roads. Pretty Hey, folks, my good friends at Service Chevrolet Cadillac. Got a great July sales going on right now. You can shop online at servicegm.com, servicegm.com. They got a big, it's a big deal. They got special deals on Silverados, Transverse, Equinox, Equinox, how you say it, Trailblazers. Equinox That's used it. to have one. Oh, did you really? Yes, they're a great darn. car. Oh, I hope you got it from them. Just say yes. All right, servicegm.com <laughs> is the way you need to go shopping 
Louisiana's largest selection of Chevrolets and Cadillacs right now. Get new inventory every day. Stop by and see for yourself why Chevy Silverado is the number one best-selling retail full-size pickup that you can buy. A lot of Cadillacs, a lot of special deals, special interest rates and things of that nature. Hey, Katyana's number one Chevy dealer. Get it all at service. New and used car parts, service, body shop, collision center, fine line, custom auto. Stop by and check out the used selection at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey. Folks, for over 50 years, they've been taking care of people. Chevy, find new roads. Check us out. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Our number two of the Moon Graffon Show. Thanks for being part of it. It is a uh, way to get on the program. It's by 844-766-6607. Of course, Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline Opportunity. All right. We are honored to have our state treasurer and the guys that's running for governor of the great state of Louisiana. Mr. John Schroeder joins us. John, how you doing, man? Another day in paradise, sir. <laughs> I got it. Chopping wood, chopping wood. I got it, and uh, wish you the best of luck. We'll talk a little bit about that. John, what up? I want to bring up one other thing real quick. You were real, real important for our state on this uh, ESG, EGS, whatever Moon, I, don't, I don't mean it. Yeah. Moon, I don't mean to interrupt you. I, I can't hear you Okay. Uh, with the background. Okay. Here right. we go. That's better. That's yeah, better. All right. Anyway, the... Uh, you know, BlackRock, you were very, very important for getting us out of that. But I noticed today when I was reading, I had noticed this actually for the last few weeks, that what they're doing now, they're just not talking about the environmental justice, whatever it is. And so just yeah. your comments on it, because a lot of them are saying, let's just not talk about it. We're doing it, but we're not going to talk about it. And you got us out of well, that, thank a, God. Yeah, their miles got them in trouble to begin with. So, yeah, you know... As I often say, the, the, most of the money involved in, in that whole um, BlackRock deal is retirement money across the country. We're talking trillions, okay? We're not just talking about the measly $800 million that I moved. We're talking trillions. So, you know, we found out about it through them, uh, through their own uh, ads and, and media pieces. And so anyway, long story short, they have gone radio silent. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the pushback's been real. And, and you're seeing states like Florida who have real financial clout starting to move their money. And, uh, you know, now, now BlackRock's got to take a checkup and, and come up with a new game plan. So I think what we can do as a state, now that we know that it's happening, we just have to pay attention. Yeah, you no know, there's, there's, no law that, there's no law that stops it, Moon. And, and part of the big problem Louisiana has and many other states you know, it takes big banks to do business with states. We're not talking about uh, a, a local municipality or, or parish. You're talking about a state that this year, uh, at the end of, of June, had cash flow of almost $64 billion. Yeah, yeah. Okay? So there's only, a few, there's only a few banks and corporations that have the infrastructure and capability to even do that kind of business. So it keeps us it, – it's got us in a quandary in that – some of these banks I, I, I would not like to do business with, but there's nobody to do business with. Yeah, I get it. All right, John, let's talk about uh, you state treasurer. Uh, talk a little bit about the governor's rate just a second, but I want to talk about the financial stability of our state. U.S. News World Report, best state ranking over time. Uh, we don't rank real high in many things. 
Uh, have we improved in anything? Or I know it's 50th in economy. Boy, one of the things that bothers me about these numbers, and you're going to talk about financial stability, that we have gotten better, but opportunity 48th bothers me. But what's, what's good about this? What's bad about it? Well, look, uh, everything we do, I don't care whether you're um, – you know, they had kids going to get drafted yesterday today based on their average, you know, where their numbers are. So sure. there's a lot of things we do in business and in both in, in government and business that you can pay yourself to numbers to get a, a, a guide how you are uh, or how you're doing. So at least from a financial stability standpoint, and I can't necessarily argue with this. I don't necessarily agree with everything. Uh, well, let me rephrase this. There's a lot of things I disagree with on how the governor uh, has spent money in the last eight years, but we have moved since 2018 10 spots from 48 to 38. So a lot of that, and 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 the governor beats his chest on it, but a lot of that's because we had millions, um, uh, several billion dollars pumped into Louisiana's economy, sure, sure. and 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 it sort of proves a whole trick around effect mm-hmm. that if you give people money especially in Louisiana, where we lead the nation in, in, on a per capita basis, Moon, are the most unbanked families in the country. Yeah. So which, what that means is if you give them money, they're going to spend it. And they did, and which is why uh, we have the excess dollars and the surplus dollars that we have right now because it just rotates through the, through the economy. So the fiscal stability part of this looks awful good. You jump 10 points, but what happens, and just, what happens when you don't have all that federal money coming in? Because that's the that's what well, I'm concerned about you. If you're the next governor, it concerns me for the next governor. So if you're the next governor, and you ain't got all this money coming in, are we raising taxes? I mean, that, that's what I, it looks I, like it's set up to do. I've, I've been through those battles, and you know that. Yep. So to me, it's a, it's a it's a walk in a park. What you need to do, they may not like it, but you have ten dollars, you only spend ten dollars. Yep. That's it. It raise taxes? No, uh, no, not no. Heck no. Well, what about, we need to get rid of some. What about Louisiana's debt? I mean, where are we at now? Talk a little bit about Louisiana's debt debt problems and what are we doing about that? You know, we get a D rating when it comes to our debt, and which is one of the reasons why I really pushed uh, legislators behind the scenes to, to, to pay off debt this past session. Mm-hmm. Now, they did some. I wish we would have done more because every citizen in Louisiana, if we had to pay for our debt today, it'd be $14,000 a person, $14,000 per person. That's almost half what the, you know, some families make in a year. So um, the the only, the only way to make it through a rough time is to have lower debt. You know, when, when the economy goes South, the families that have the least amount of debt survive it. And I don't know why we don't force government to do the same thing. Yeah. You know, so it's just John. with my opinion. It's just my advice. I can't make them take my advice, Moon. Sure. I'm sure you get advice every day from your wife that you never take. But <laughs> no, you John, that ain't how we're working, Miles. Dude, 90% <laughs> of what she says, and she does 30% of what I say, and that's a great balance. Hey, one of the things you mentioned last time we talked, you know, speaking of debt and the budget and all that stuff, was that, did our state government, with all this extra cash we had, did they still borrow $400 million plus to, to yeah, balance everything? I mean, talk a little bit about that, because you mentioned that to me when we were, when we were at the vote. Yeah, that's, gonna, that's coming up, and that's going to irk me a little bit that, that we had all this excess dollars, all these surplus dollars, 
and then we're going to turn around and borrow somewhere north of $350 million wow. later on in the year wow. uh, for, for HB2, which is a capital outlay, which I think they should have used their cash versus going to borrow more money. It'd yeah, be a great man. opportunity just to lower our debt a little bit. Yeah, because that, that really puts debt back on the books that they paid off, don't it? If they borrowed 350 and how much did they pay? If they paid six or $700 million off and you go borrow another 350 so much for paying six or $700 million off. Can I look at it that way? Or that's not the way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, uh, it's just a lot of zeros. When you're talking about billions of dollars, it's just zeros, uh, Moon, but it, but it works the same way you do in your business and at your household, how your budget works. If you pay off uh, your mortgage at your house and it's $2,000 a month and then you turn around and go buy $90,000 Suburban and, and now you got a $2,000 a month note, what, what did you make up? Yeah. Nothing. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, so so you're telling me they, 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 they're going to take half the debt they paid off, basically, we play yep. with numbers, and they're going to go borrow yeah. half more of that again, which makes no sense. It keeps yeah. us in a problem. Yes, sir. So the, the way you get ahead is you pay off debt, but you don't increase your, your liabilities, right? Yeah. So if, we, if, we, if you're going to downsize government, then you, ha then you have to reduce your debt and not increase your liability when you do that. Yeah. And look, since I've been treasured, we've probably paid off close to, I don't know, $600 million or so yeah. in debt and, yeah. and saved, um, saved the taxpayers a good bit of money. But what happens is it, it shows up on your balance sheet later on if you have more money and the government just turns around and spends it. So you may refinance your debt and save a dollar, but then during the next fiscal cycle, it shows up on the, on the black side and they spend it. Yeah. All right. Let me, let you got to have incredible financial discipline. Yeah. Let me jump gears with you. So if you became a governor, there's going to be the 0.45 that's sent this blowing out there. And I want to take people back. When Edwards came in, and with the help of Republicans, they passed a one-cent sales tax. I want to say it was for 27 months. I'm pretty sure I'm correct on that. 18 months. Okay. Uh, okay. You were I'm, I'm going to take your word for it. I think it was long enough, but let's okay. take your word. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They came back, yeah. and they took the one-cent and made it 0.45 for seven years. That was a bigger tax than the one if you look at total money coming in. So my question is, yeah. why, they said it was a bridge. Always we do these bridge taxes that end up being permanent taxes. So what do you, what do, you do with the .45? It, it expires. I mean, but, but is it going to really go away or are we going to expend it? That's my question. It has to. It has to. It expires. So they, they can come back and, and, and file a bill or pass a new tax. Uh, good luck. But the, but the .45 expires. Now, I would tell you this. I think it should have expired already, you know, um, because when, when that was put in place, Moon, and I remember arguing with you over this um, um, seven years ago, six years ago when it, when it happened, that we, the Republicans did not have a plan to reduce our budget. You know, this, that's, that at the end of the day, we did it. So we were forced in that, in that corner. Um, we, 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 we couldn't pay our bills, passed a penny, 18 months, 27 months, whatever. It was a short period, and it would give the legislature enough time to sit at the table with the administration and come up with a game plan. Yeah. Well, yeah, the game plan happened this way. Our economy improved. All of a sudden, we're getting all this extra money in. 
pandemic hits, we got unbelievable money being spent to the states, and we have surpluses and excess dollars. Excess means we had more money than we thought we were going to have, and before you get to the end of the year, it's called excess. When you get to the end of the year, then it turns into surplus, and the law dictates how you spend that. And, and then what you saw what happened in the legislature, they fought over the excess dollars. Um, so they, they had to spend that this fiscal year. Yeah. And um, that's where the big fights came in. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, Moon, you know, the money came. And, and, and you and I have talked about this before, too. Uh, whether, whether I'm opposed to the federal money coming or not, it's sort of irrelevant at this point. It's here. Now let's spend it to where it helps the state and it doesn't create a financial burden down the road. Now, I think, I think we spent too much money on non-state priorities. Yeah. Um, and that's a very Oh, you uh, thought, John? Oh, you thought? Oh, you thought? We're going to come yeah. back and, and wrap up one more segment. John Schroeder, state treasurer. He wants to be the next governor. We'll take a break. Be right back. to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Holland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So. Hey, check them out. If you hit it that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren. But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases, achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years? Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. Here's another tip. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Welcome back, Mugafon Show. Great to have uh, State Treasurer John Schroeder, our special guest. You know, John, some of the stuff you're talking about, I feel like just listening to you, you could do something if you're the governor. 
it's hard to do it as a state treasurer because you only have so much control of things. It, somebody has to come in and, and implement the policies and things that you're talking about trying to do. One of the biggest reasons I'm running, Moon, I, you know, I, I did not run for state treasurer thinking I was going to run for governor. You know, I, I ran for treasurer. I see it from the inside. I, I, I dealt with it sitting on appropriations committee for years. I, I know the function of the legislature. I know the function of the governor. I could start tomorrow. And it's just people are going to have to decide, you know, what do they want? They want somebody with the experience who can go in and on day one and start tackling these problems and go to work every day. Because look, you talked about this in the first segment, the education, all those, all those topics uh, that we're graded on. Um, that takes work every day, you know, and it, and, and it all revolves around money. And that's the bottom line. That building, everything revolves around money. So somebody needs to understand the ins and outs of it, and I do. Uh, you know, you mentioned something. I was at a uh, a function with you, and I want to say it was Gene Mills's group, and uh, you spoke actually before I did. I, I don't still trying to figure out why I spoke, and you probably are too. But you told those pastors and stuff, a lot of pastors, that he said, "Over here, we're talking about God, and family, but over there in that building, that's all about money." And that seems to be the problem. Money can help you, but money can get your rear end in trouble if you're not wise with it. We have not okay. been wise with money, and I know you can from the treasurer's position. I'm not talking about from your position. But as legislators, we just hadn't been real wise. And as a governor, I don't think we've been wise with the way we spend our money. I just don't. Well, I, I think we owe it to the taxpayers of Louisiana to be more transparent uh, on the process, um, more public about it so people can see, so people can understand it. This last-minute wheeling and dealing um, that doesn't, that just shouldn't work. It shouldn't be that way. And it doesn't have to be that way. By the way, you, um, you, I, think you have to I, I want to bring something else up just so you can talk about it. You brought something up to me when I was in the vault. You said, what we ought to do is do H house bill one, which is the budget and hate and house bill two, which is the projects basically. We ought to do that first, get all that out the way in the first two weeks and then roll with everything else. Can you implement something like that? Is that something you can lead a charge on? Because that would seems to be a smart way to figure this out. Well, we're going to lead the charge on something because the way it's going, it isn't working. Now, I would tell you they have the ability to do that now. But that's my point about the money. The money, it's like crack to a crackhead. And I hate to say it that way, quoting John Kennedy. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's somebody who's addicted to sugar and can't get it, can't, can't get off. I don't know what example to use, but this is what money does in that building. Man. It totally corrupts. The whole process. And when I say corrupt, I don't mean like the FBI is going to show up tomorrow. It corrupts decision making. And that is, does not benefit the taxpayers of Louisiana. So uh, absolutely, we will come up with another way to do it because you cannot use the capital outlay uh, process and the capital outlay budget and HB2 to hold over legislators' heads. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in punishing legislators because it's all political. You know who really loses in all these political fights? The taxpayer. The people. The people. Yeah. The right. taxpayer. So if a guy like Brett Me uh, um, uh, Miguez or uh, Brett Guyman or whoever is standing up fighting for what they believe in, 
if the leadership and the governor don't like it, then they punish him, which ultimately punishes the 45,000 people they represent. Let's, that will end if I'm the governor. That will do, end. Let's do this. I got about a minute or so left. You make the case for you being the governor with the people in my audience right now. Go. Look, I think this state needs a CEO. Somebody goes to work five Mondays a week who has, who, who has a proven record of taking the politics out of the politics. I don't stand for transactional politics. That means pay to play. The pay to play cronyism and corruption is is just infiltrated all the government, and it, and I will get rid of it. And until you do that, you're not going to make quality decisions in that building. You need somebody who understands the process, who's worked that process. I've done that. If you want somebody with experience who knows how government works from A to Z, um, then I'm your guy. Well, how, how, last thing, John, how can people get in touch with you if they're interested in your campaign? It's very easy. Just go to johnshutter.com. And uh, most, almost every email I see, uh, just send an email to our website. Uh, I'm very easy to find. Um, call, chat with me. There's absolutely no topic I would, would, wouldn't be happy to discuss. All right. Good luck to you. We, I hope to hear from you again. Thank you, sir. All right. John Schroeder, state treasurer, running for governor. We've got to take a break. We get back to Climate Czar for a big segment, and uh, we'll talk a little business in the last segment. So don't go nowhere. You're listening to the Moon Graffone Show. I'm Mike Gwynn with Gwynn Auction Company, and I would like to sell your used construction equipment, farm equipment, and vehicles. We offer flexible seller's options, including buyout price, guaranteed sales price, and straight commission. Whether you are looking to reduce a fleet, liquidate a business, or get a high wholesale value on your trade when purchasing new equipment, we have a plan for you. Give us a call today. Let's talk auction. 337-824-0422. Have you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused, J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. 
Eat Lafayette 2023 shines a year-round spotlight on Lafayette's locally owned and operated restaurants. And now through September 10th, you can find Eat Lafayette deals offered by some of the participating restaurants. News Talk 96.5 KPL is proud to be a sponsor of Eat Lafayette and the Digital Passport. Download the Eat Lafayette Digital Passport today so you can check in when you eat at a participating restaurant. Each check-in will enter you to win airfare and a trip for two to Savannah, Georgia, courtesy of Wings Travel. Just go to kpal965.com and click on the Eat Lafayette link at the top of the page. Eat Lafayette from Lafayette Travel and sponsored in part by News Talk 96.5 KPL. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at matthewjames.com. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. It is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. We're honored to have the climate czar of the Moon Graffon Show, Stephen Paul, my climate czar. Stephen, how you doing, brother? I'm doing just peachy, Moon. Stephen, I got to tell you, it's getting harder to watch the news at all. Every time we get where it starts getting really, really hot, I mean, it's like everybody's paying every media out there to run how bad and hot in this record-setting june and all that stuff and i i'm just sitting there shaking my head i mean you've seen the numbers you sent me some charts yesterday dealing with the weather and the heat and how this is not happening and by the way you are not a climate desire i mean a denier me i'm not either climate change every day we know that right right no i i, I fully admit the climate exists I'm not a climate <laughs> denier. Boy, you've really educated since the last time I talked to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I follow the scientific method to the best of my ability. I follow the scientific method. And, and when you put out a hypothesis, you check it with data. When the data doesn't match the hypothesis, you don't change the data, you change the hypothesis. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole problem with the, the whole climate change thing, is that instead of changing the hypothesis, they've changed the data. Let me give you an example of what's yes, going on. You, when you see these stories out that this is the hottest it's been in 125,000 years. Did you see that headline this oh, week? Oh, no, I, I heard one this morning. Yesterday, yep. it was the hottest it's been, and they've been keeping records for so long. We can go back 800 million years, and I went, oh, my God. Oh, my 800 million. I thought, holy cow. But go ahead. You can't. You're exactly right. We don't actually have measurements of temperature that goes back further back than about 1880. Uh, at least certainly not on a global scale. Benjamin Franklin set up a, a system of temperature measurements along the east coast of the United States back in the 1700s. 
but that those were you know just in certain areas along the east coast of the United States. It wasn't certainly a global temperature record. Mm-hmm. We and most of the planet is ocean. We don't actually have good records going back to ocean temperatures any further than the satellite era from 1979. Oh so God. for you to tell me that it's the hottest it's ever been in 125 years, 125,000 years, or now, as you say, 800,000 years. No, no it's eight, eight, I thought he said 800 million. Oh, 800 million. Because oh. the Earth is billions oh. of years old. They said 800 million. Yeah. We can go back and I thought, oh, my God. That's, yeah, oh, that's clearly. Oh, my God. But this is what, this is what, Meteorologists so here's and people how they do it. Here's how they do it, Moon, and and this is where the reporters completely let us down. They're doing it based off of a computer model. Oh yeah. There, oh. There's a group that's developed this computer model that estimates what temperatures were in the past, and they have taken a look at current temperatures today, and based off of their computer model of what they think temperatures might have been like 125,000 years ago or now 800 million years ago, they say, oh, well, this is the hottest it's ever been. But with computer programs, garbage in is garbage out. A computer program is not evidence. A computer program is not fact. If if anything, it's a hypothesis, or another way of putting that, it's fiction. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I, I just... I'm sat here, I'm just watching this, and it's like an onslaught, and the onslaught is because it's summer. The onslaught always right. comes in summer when you get your hotter temperatures, you know? That's when the onslaught well, especially comes. Especially the northern hemisphere. The, the northern hemisphere. So, so when I'm looking at the data, when I'm looking at what's going on in the atmosphere, one of the things that is true is that the warming that has occurred since the mid-1800s, most of what is, uh, has warmed has been the northern hemisphere. Yeah. And the reason why I believe mo- the northern hemisphere has warmed faster than the southern hemisphere is because that's where most of the land is. Sure. And rock and soil heats up faster than water does. Mm-hmm. The water's got a higher heat capacity, so it takes more energy to warm up water than it does to warm up land. So in summer, in the northern hemisphere, you will see higher temperatures for the global average than in the southern hemisphere summer, simply because the southern hemisphere is mostly water. This, this makes perfect sense if you assume that the number one driver of climate is not carbon dioxide, but rather the sun. Mm-hmm. If the sun's driving the climate, the hottest part of the year should be the northern hemisphere summer, simply because that's where all the land is. Yeah, yeah good point, uh, Stephen Paul, meteorologist, by the way, meteorologist for Salem Media. And, of course, we call him our climate czar. Uh, just baffles me. Uh, I, I noticed... They're talking about a hot, you said the global average temperature for June was only 0.32 degrees Celsius, which probably ain't much above the 30-year average, but it's way below the peak from just a few years back. It, it, it is still below the peak from just a, just a couple of years back. And, and let's get to that graph that I also sent you. Yeah, yeah. So when... When you see these graphs that the media puts out, and, and it looks like this, this, this hockey stick thing, right? So it, it's really, really bumbling down low in the, in the 1800s, and then you get into the late 20th century, and the thing just turns straight up, and now we're, you know, it's like we're launching off towards the moon with that graph, right? Correct, correct. Okay, but that is a graph of 
the change, the anomaly. And what they've done is they've reduced the scale of it to make it look massive. So they've kept the time scale kind of crunched, but they've spread out the temperature change scale. So over on the website, whatsupwiththat.com, W-A-T-T-S, upwiththat.com, they've got a chart that shows the temperature over the same time scale, but they've spread the temperatures out. So instead of just dealing with five degrees of Fahrenheit temperature change and making it look like, oh, my gosh, there's been this massive explosion, they go, well, let's go from zero degrees Fahrenheit to 100 degrees Fahrenheit, and now let's look at what that chart looks like. And when you look at that chart, it is a very small change in temperatures since 1880 until today. We've gone from about, uh, let's see, we've gone from about 56 degrees, 55 degrees Celsius to about, I'm sorry, 55 degrees Fahrenheit to about 58 degrees Fahrenheit. So uh, about a two and a half degrees Fahrenheit change over 150 years. Yeah, but can't that go back down? Had, doesn't a past show us that they could start back down as well? Well, of course, because 150 years ago, it was down. Yeah. It was down right. compared to where it had been in the Middle Ages. It was down, and, and this is based off of ice core data. This isn't based off of computer modeling. This is based off of ice core data and some records of climate that was going on in the Middle Ages in the Roman area. For, for example, they used to be able to grow enough grapes in Britain to make wine. Okay. They can't do that today. There, there aren't vineyards in Britain because it's still too cold. Well, during the Middle Ages and during the Roman era, it was uh, much, much warmer, so much warmer, they were able to grow grapes further north. So, yes, the temperatures in the 1800s, 1850s, 1880s, those temperatures were colder than they are now, but they are also colder than they were before. Well, if all of that was able to happen without carbon dioxide changing, why wouldn't it be able to happen again? But don't you think, am I correct, because I'm not the only one seeing this, it drives me crazy. i got to tell you, I can't hardly read the news anymore. Every story, locally and nationally, uh, every story is based on weather. And it's always based on the hot stuff, and it's always based on this time of year. And that, to me, blows my mind that we're sitting here and they're telling people, oh, God, we got to do this and we got to do that. We, man, has no control over how hot or cold it gets, or droughts or floods or any of that stuff. I mean, they can't prove any of that, can they? How can they prove that? They really can't. And here's, what's, here's where the problem is in the media. The media is supposed to be skeptical. That's their, that's their, their two basic qualities for a, a good reporter. One, you have to have an exceptional standard of ethics. If you don't have good ethics, you can't be a good reporter. And two, you have to be skeptical. If you're not skeptical, you can't be a good reporter. The, the reporters have no scientific experience. Most reporters didn't like science. They're English majors. They're journalism majors. They're not good at science. So they should be highly skeptical when somebody says, well, the science says. They should say, show me, prove me. But instead they go, oh, really? Okay. And they just publish it as if it were fact. Mm -hmm. When they should have said at some point, okay, you're telling me all of this is doom and gloom. But you've been saying this since the 1980s, and all of your predictions have been wrong. Can you explain to me why this prediction would be right when all of the other predictions have been wrong? 
if you just ask that one question, it will completely change the way you report the story. But reporters don't ask that question yeah, but don't because you, they've lost their skepticism and they've lost their but ethics. But don't you believe that a lot of these people with all the money out there pushing this, Soros and everybody else, don't you believe that a lot of these media people are getting paid to do what they're doing? It looks like to me it's direct payments the media saying, you push this and we'll give you a check. It's got to be. Those people are not you, smart enough to, to even know what's going on, and they're trying to convince us they know what's going on. I think the first person who writes the story is probably getting, um, is probably getting benefits one way or another from the global warming groups, okay, either from government money or from these think tanks. But here's the thing, the way it works is one reporter with the Associated Press writes a story, the first one, writes the story. That story then goes out over the newswires, and every single newspaper and television station in the country will copy and paste that story and run it without question. It only takes one person to be corrupt and everyone else to be lazy, and that's how you get this going out as far as it does. Yeah, and they say it over and over again, and when you ask them, they go, well, you know, it's a consensus of scientists, and, and that's it. And that's, that's what they stick to. They don't have a clue. It's just like the governor bringing all this carbon capture and all this stuff. Now all the oil and gas and the chemical plants, I love those people. I love the people that work in the business. They're trying to, they're talking out of their minds how great this is and it's a good investment. And all that stuff's not true. They're just going to make a lot of money. I mean, when you can explain to me how putting air in the ground is going to be something real positive, please let me know, brother. Please let me know. And you know what's disturbing, Moon? We interviewed uh, Bill Cassidy on our show. Oh, he's uh, all for this. I got a story on him today. I hadn't gotten to it yet. I couldn't. I couldn't tell the difference between Bill Cassidy's position, John Bell Edwards' position, and Mary Landrieu's position. Bill Cassidy, who we put into Congress, yeah, put into Bill. the Senate to replace Mary Landrieu, is talking exactly like Mary Landrieu would talk. What's the point? No, no, no. I, I picked up a deal today, and Psycho Bill, as I call him, uh, is all for that. I mean, he's, he's 100% into this, and that's what I told people. Psycho Bill is a greenie. It ain't no doubt about it. And they, they ought to be running away from this stuff. This is crazy. But, but I, I, I think it's because he's getting campaign contributions, and he's not being skeptical, and he's not using his brain. Yeah, and he has a brain, but he just doesn't always use it that right. Well, Stephen, uh, I only have a short segment today. Thank you, man. We're going to do it again while i got a longer segment uh you not only have common sense, you got the facts and all this other stuff with this media. I think what they're getting paid and they're rolling it out. They really don't care what the truth is. They really don't. That's what's a shame. Appreciate you, Moon. Thank you for the all time. Right. Stephen Paul, my climate czar. We'll take a break. Be right back. Louisiana's 48th in police pay, 35th in teacher pay, and dead last for firefighters. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The legislature had an extra $2 billion. That's billion with a B. The blue team fought the red team, and then the red team fought the red team. They passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers. What kind of message are we sending? It sounds like move to Texas. We don't value you. It's embarrassing. So how can we expect our children to stay? serve and build community 
if we don't make our teachers, police, and firefighters a priority. I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm a Christian and an independent. I'm running for governor. Let's seize the future of family, community, and prosperity. Not one of crime, poverty, and potholes. Why not? Hunter Lundy, governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. Insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. I'm Brandon Trostclair, a successful businessman from Gonzales, Louisiana. Did you know that Louisiana is the only state in the country where we can't audit our elections? As your next Secretary of State, we will be held accountable and transparent to the people of Louisiana and restore trust in our elections. Let's clean up our elections, Louisiana. Go to letsgobrandon.net to learn more. I'm Brandon Trostclair, and I approve this message. Hey, folks, it's Moon Griffiths. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Griffiths Show, 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline. We're honored to have Mr. Michael Gwynn on with us again with Gwynn Auction. Mike, how you doing? Good. How are you doing, Moon? Man, doing pretty good. First of all, before we get into what's going on, uh, t- t- tell people about your business, what you do, and the type of auctions you do. So we sell construction equipment. We sell vehicles. We sell um, farm equipment, transportation equipment, uh, general merchandise, government surplus as well. We, we normally have a variety of stuff at our auctions, ranging from side-by-sides, jet skis, boats, to bulldozers, excavators, and tractors as well. Uh, we've just recently uh, rolled out a few new developments. We have a new website now, and uh, we actually have a buyer app that you can download at Apple uh, Store, and you can also download from Google Play as well. It's where you can have our app on wow. your phone and have everything right there at your fingertips. Well, um, now, you're a different type of auctioneer. Y'all not auction off just everything. Y'all specialize in, in stuff as well. Yes, sir. Yeah, mostly construction equipment and transportation equipment. Now, do you, but we we do get a wide variety of stuff in between. Now, do you do you auction every month? Are you auctioning all the time? Explain how the process works with uh, Gwen Auction. So about every sixty days, we 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 host an auction. Um, anywhere between fifty to seventy days, but on average, I'd say sixty days we have an auction, and. Um, we, we actually, we're big buyers as well, too. So if you're out there looking to sell your equipment and you're not uh, a candidate to wait until the auction actually comes and you, you don't want to uh, take the risk of the variation of what your item can draw, you can actually contact us and we'll give, we'll give you a quote and write you a check up front and everything's done for you. And then we can, we'll, we'll, t- we'll assume that risk whenever the auction comes up and you'll get your money right there that day. Okay, how do people get in touch with you? Do you have a, uh, give us the website. Do you have a, uh, a brochure you sent out to people? How does that work? So our website is winauctions.com, but I've recently broke it down to two different uh, domains so that if you're interested in buying, 
you can go to bidgwen.com and you'll be in our catalog. Uh, you can download the app and you can view everything right from your phone as far as what's coming up in our upcoming auctions. If you're interested in selling, you can go to gwenbuys.com. That's G-U-I-N-N-B-U-Y-S.com. And it's a mobile-friendly website where you can submit all your information and pictures. And uh, generally within a couple of days, we'll be back to you with a quote on what we'll give you a cash offer that day. When, when is your next big auction? What, do you have Actually, a date on it already? July 22nd. July? Yes, July 22nd. Okay, so that's pretty close. Now, when do you start put, Do you put stuff on your website and brochure for people to start bidding or they have to wait to the date yes, but they can sir. start looking at what they can bid at? So if you go to bidgwin.com right now, you'll see our catalog. We have approximately 160 items uh, up in uh, already cataloged. They are already accepting uh, early bids. So if you're registered, you can go ahead and put some pre-bids or some max bids, and you can bid right now on those items. But we're currently adding items for the rest of this week, so we anticipate probably about another 150 items that we should have inventoried and loaded up by Monday of next week. Okay, so y'all y'all rolling already, really? Yes, sir. Okay, one more time. Just uh, give out the website and stuff like that and how to get in touch with you. We do appreciate it, Mike. Okay, thank you. Yep, you can go to gwenauctions.com. And our phone number is 337-824-0422. All right, sir. God bless. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. The, uh, I want to go back to something from with the climate czar. And he mentioned Cassidy. A psycho bill. Psycho bill is all in it. Uh, says, he says, quote, producing oil and gas in Louisiana is crucial for our local economy. And it, it provides... Uh, and it provides afford energy producers want to invest in carbon capture in second so they can keep operating in Louisiana long into the future. They don't have to invest in that. They can operate long future without it. Uh, but these companies have all bought into the, uh, I, I don't think many of them have bought into the fact that we're going we're gonna to hell in a handbasket, but by taking that money, folks, can you think about it? What? Has ever worked out when people take money? How's that worked out in the public school system? They take that money, then they do what they tell them. See, all in gas and chemical are going to take that money, and they're going to be told what they can and can't do, and that's what scares me for them. I don't think they – everybody looks at money first and nothing else matters. That's the part that bothers me, and it still bothers me, and it, this bothers me to no end. It does. I, I, know, I know I sleep at night. By the grace of God, I sleep at night. But this bothers me that people have jumped on this. It bothers me that good, reputable TV stations play all this crap. It bothers me because I know I'm going to go to my grave knowing this is ludicrous and crazy and nuts. And uh, that Psycho Bill and other people, the governor, they just all bought into this craziness that we got to save the planet. And, and, and Cassidy may be smart in some areas. I think he's an idiot in the, in the other 90%. We got to take a break. Another hour to go. Moongrafon.com. Listen live. You're welcome to listen to it that way. In Lafayette area, of course, stick around. We'll be another hour. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back.
show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL.